What's up? We're back. It's Wednesday. Getting weird. Shedding some light on a new topic. Michael, how you doing? I would give myself a uh, 6.7 out of 10. 6.9? Nice. 6.7. Just kind of there. Floating right around the median. Not even like a 7, like a C-. minus. You're passing, but like nothing much, nothing... Nothing better than that? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe in seven. that. Falling in that range. Somewhere in the seven range. The C minus range. I feel that. Is what it is. Happens. How, how about you? Yeah. I'm not... I'm doing better than a C, but I'm not... I'm not... I'll give myself a B. Got a B going this week? Just... Just... Yeah. Pretty Getting average. Getting job done? Yeah. Like slightly above average. There you go. Congrats. I'm not going to be the valedictorian, but I'll... <laughs> I'll get into a good school. You know? There you go. That's how you do it right Let's there. Let's go, baby. Um, you ready to learn? You ready to learn a little? This one I actually think is like, uh, like this one goes very under-talked about, and it's kind of shocking to me. Okay. So we're going back to the Kennedys. I think this is our third episode on them. I think we did JFK. I think we did the Kennedy family curse, and now we're going to RFK. Oh, yeah. Yep. We are going to JFK's younger brother, Robert Kennedy. Oh, big shot Bob Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy. So... We're talking about his assassination because there was recently, like, stuff in the news involving his apparent assassin. So there's stuff very recently about it, which is crazy because it happened, like, 50 years ago. And they're just now finding out about this? No. So there's, there's like, a development in... Oh, n- development not, in the case. Yeah. Not, like, the case, but just kind of, like, the person. The suspect. In, yeah. You, you'll see. We'll get into it. Okay. So... I want to give you a little bit of background on on RFK because I think Bobby. there's like a lot to kind of like discuss. So he served as JFK's attorney general from 1961 to 1964 and was the senator. He was a senator from New York from 1965 until he died in 1968. So he was actually running for president when he died uh, and was a late runner into the race but was like skyrocketing in popularity. So he had all different groups believing in him who normally don't all agree politically. So he, he he wanted to like pull out of Vietnam. He didn't want to go into war. So like a lot of the like hippies were on his side. He didn't think that the federal government should interfere with local schooling and wanted to empower people in their own communities to make changes that they deem necessary. So he had like the academic people on his side. Um, he also was like huge into like the civil rights movement. So he had a lot of the minorities um, he had the minority vote as well. Uh, and it's actually said that he was giving a speech in Indianapolis the night that MLK got shot. And the only place that didn't have like widespread violent riots and like looting that night was Indy. And many people like accredit it to him because he was the one that broke the news to everybody. And he, they said that like he spoke and kind of like calmed everybody down and was such a calming voice that it was the one place that there was no like widespread riots or like looting. Yeah. And a lot of people attribute that to him in the way that he could, you know, speak publicly, convey a message, but also feel like down to earth and like sincere about everything. Okay. He is also like pretty much credited with solving the Cuban Missile Crisis. Like he was the one doing like back channel deals being like, hey, listen, like we can't do this, but like we'll pull our missiles out of Turkey. Like you guys just can't like put your missiles in Cuba, blah, 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 we'll solve it all. So he, like, knew what he was doing. He was very politically adept and was, like, skyrocketing towards the presidency, like, was on, like, a clear path to win. 
However, although he had a lot of people supporting him, he had some big enemies, and there were two in particular, the mafia and the CIA. It's two people you probably don't <laughs> want to piss off. I feel like those are like two adjacent groups on different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, well, so they both kind of had the same, like they both kind of wanted the same thing. So the mafia hated him because the mafia, one, the mafia was actually a huge part of putting JFK into into the presidency. So the mafia got a lot of people to like, they were, you know, like doing some shady shit with the voting. They were like, you know, dead people were voting. They had people in like mental institutions voting like that, you know, shouldn't have had a vote normally and definitely didn't vote for JFK, but mafia is like skewing the voting, you know? Yeah. And they wanted JFK to be the president for two main reasons. One, they thought that he would leave them alone. They thought the Kennedys would leave the mafia alone to kind of do what they do. And RFK did the exact opposite. When he became attorney general, he basically like turned up the heat on prosecuting the mafia. So they were like, yo, what the fuck, dude? Like we just put your brother in the presidency and now you're trying to like come at us? Like, right, dude, right, like, right, yeah. It's not how that's, – that's obviously not how they run things. Two, they thought that he would take back Cuba. And this is where it kind of ties in with the CIA. So they thought he would take back Cuba. And this was big for the mafia because the mafia had invested a lot of money into like casinos and hotels down there because it is so close to like the U.S. that like you could go down there and legally gamble and legally do all these things. So they were like, hey, like let's build a bunch of these things. And then Castro gets into power and all that gets shut down. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking that JFK is going to go in there. And, you know, take back Cuba. They're going to get a bunch of their property back. And they're going to be like, okay, we didn't lose a ton of money. Yeah. JFK thought he got screwed on the whole Bay of Pigs thing, which was like kind of the main way that they were going to like kind of take back Cuba. And JFK didn't provide air support, which is what the CIA said to do. But he was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like this is that like turns us into a full out war. And so that pisses off the CIA as well as pisses off the mafia. Right. So as much as it was JFK doing this thing, RFK was like the number two. JFK only trusted his brother because he was like, listen, all these people are like out to get me basically, mm -hmm. which he was correct. Um, and he was like, so I'm only going to trust you. And so whatever JFK did, the mafia and the CIA took as RFK did. Yeah. So it was like they hated both of them. So it gets to his assassination. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through the assassination and then get into the conspiracy theory. Okay. So RFK... It's uh, 1968. RFK had just won California and was giving a speech at a hotel, like a victory speech. He ends the speech and is getting escorted through the kitchen of the hotel to leave, and a guy by the name of Sirhan Sirhan shoots him, allegedly. There's no video of this, but there is like an audio recording. So in the audio recording, you can hear 13 shots were taken, and two of them hit RFK. So we'll get into the conspiracy theory. So according... To the official statement, Sirhan Sirhan is the lone shooter in this. Sirhan Sirhan is said to have been in the kitchen waiting for RFK, turns when RFK turns, shoots him, and he was the only one that fired shots, according to what it says. The official statement. Yeah. So he then gets tackled by one of the like security people, and the guy who tackled him did a testimony and said that he, Sirhan Sirhan, fired two shots before he tackled him. So where does the other 11 bullets come from? It's what we're all There's trying one. to figure out. There's one. Two, Sirhan Sirhan was using a revolver that held eight bullets. 
he would have had to fire all eight bullets, reload, and fire five more. How could he do that if the guy tackled him after shooting two bullets? Mm -hmm. Third, the crime lab did a forensic analysis on the 13 bullets that were allegedly fired and could not link any of them to Sirhan Sirhan's gun. So straight off the bat, you're like, fucking, what? On the recording, is it like, bop, 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 or is it like, no, it's not like a, it's like, you can tell it's like a revolver, it's, it's like a single shot. Yeah. Okay. And so immediately right there, you're like, okay, what What the fuck? And so, by the way, Sir Hanseran has been in jail basically since like, this happened. Then. Till now. He still technically is in jail. Uh, Sir Hanseran obviously gets a state appointed, like, lawyer because he can't like afford it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in 1989, he gives an interview saying that he killed RFK over his RFK's support for Israel. Sirhan Sirhan was a Palestinian, and Palestine and Israel had just had a war, and Israel had won and taken a bunch of land. And RFK took the support of Israel, which meant he went against Palestine in the war, and that apparently that enraged Sirhan Sirhan so much that he drove down from Oregon to shoot RFK. Before that, he was a big supporter of RFK because, like I said, RFK was really good in the civil rights movement, trying to get everyone equal, yeah, you know, rights and everything like that. So, as a minority, he was like, "Yeah, like RFK is awesome." But he said this apparently this pissed him off so much that he went down. He was like, "I'm going to shoot this guy." Hold on, hold on. You said uh, this was in the kitchen of the place that he hotel. was of the hotel. Was this dude a? part of the staff or how did he get into the kitchen yeah see we'll we'll get into that because it takes a whole fucking you'll see all right so skipping ahead now 2011 there's a parole hearing and sir hanser hand says that he basically has no recollection of shooting rfk he's like the memory's fuzzy i don't really remember doing it he was like i'm gonna be completely honest i don't actually think i did it but didn't he already say that he did he says that he was under the advice of his state-appointed legal counsel to say that so that he could try and avoid the death penalty. They, the, the, the legal counsel that he have did not mention anything about the bullet holes, none of the, gu- none of the bullets being able to be traced back to Sirhan Sirhan, nothing. They, they were just like straight off the jump. They were like, you just have to admit to this so you don't get the death penalty. So what uh, dude that tackles Sirhan Sirhan? Mm-hmm. Where is he? Is he still alive? I am not 100% sure. Does he Does he come back up in this hole? Kind of, because we'll get into how he gets there and what happens. So the LAPD basically ruins this entire investigation, whether it was the LAPD or the CIA. We'll get into that too. And they basically botch almost all of the evidence. So Damn, that happens. You're asking me how Sirhan Sirhan got into the kitchen. According to witness testimony, there were 12 people in the hotel that were, quote-unquote, acting suspicious and did not have identification. You would think that a powerful government official who was running for president, you'd have that shit locked up tight. Right. You'd Not 12 people just being like, hey, fucking... But hey, 12, 13... 13 bullets. 13, 12. I mean, that, but that, that's a connected. lot of 
like you think about it now, like you're doing sweeps of every room, you're doing, you know, background checks on background checks on people. You have 12 people in there that you don't know who they are and they have no identification. Like, what are you doing? What are, you, what are they getting paid for? And and listen, people are going to be like, oh, it was like 1970. Like, dude, that's still like fucking, you got to have that shit locked up. Yeah, I mean, I can I, I can see both sides of that argument. You say it's 1970, like that's not that long ago, which is not. But like, I feel like that was still like the Wild West. Yeah, but at the same time, like you should you should know, like you should. Yes, JFK's, absolutely. JFK had just got assassinated. Yeah, like dude, you got to fucking. We're not, how are you letting this happen again? I can't you know? wait. I can't wait till uh, kids in the future are talking. Yeah, 2020. Uh, that was like the Wild West. They yeah. had no idea what they were doing. So. There were 3,600 tape recordings of witness testimony that was destroyed by the LAPD. There were 2,400 photos from the night destroyed by the LAPD. The physical evidence of the bullets uh, and the bullet holes that were shot, the 13 bullets, you know, that were shot, destroyed by the LAPD. How? So this is where the CIA comes into this. So there has been noted and documented involvement the cia's involvement with the lapd so basically what would happen is the cia would be like hey we need your we need like x amount of tape recordings mm-hmm. cia's been like we're gonna investigate this well fucking whoop, that got lost and then who did it fucking lapd sorry like they were the last ones to have it we didn't even get it cia just like yeah dude i don't know what you're talking about they destroyed it because there's a possible involvement with the CIA here. There's the possible involvement with the CIA and JFK's assassination, and maybe they were worried that if RFK won presidency, he was going to look into them so wait, with wait, the wait, CIA. Wait. Time out. Rewind like two minutes here. The CIA asked LAPD for the tapes. So so a lot of the time what will happen is this, the, the CIA will be like, hey, we want to investigate something, but we don't want it to be known that we're going to investigate something. So help us out. And write up some like like a badge number and like some credentials for us. The LAPD will be like, okay, yeah, it's a CIA. You know, we trust them. It's what you know, law enforcement. The CIA will go. They'll do whatever they want. They check out the evidence from you know said lockers or whatever, and then it disappears. And the people will be like, oh yeah, you know, Officer Smith, badge number seven twenty two was the guy who checked it out and they go back through in their records and like we don't have an officer smith with a badge number 722 hmm okay now so I it's like it's like one sense. of those things where like hey like wink wink nudge nudge like help us out we'll help you out but at the like real end of it it's like hey we're just gonna like fucking cover our own tracks yeah and like you're gonna take the fall for it so it's a, it like that would happen or if they would just be like hey like like i said like give us like, give us the evidence. We'll take care of it. And then it's like, we destroy it. But then it's like, oh, who are we going to blame? We'll just blame the dumbass LAPD. Like, we're the CIA. Like, we're better than them already. So it doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah. here you go. So they say that, like I said, they said that Sirhan Sirhan is the only shooter. If you just look at it logically, it just doesn't make sense that he is. Yeah. Just straight up from the fact of, like, how were 13 bullets fired and how could he only fit eight in his gun? doesn't make any sense so you look to like who could have been the second shooter so you look at this guy thane eugene cesar so there was a private security firm that the hotel employed to run security for rfk it was called ace guard security 
Thane Eugene Cesar was an employee of Ace Guard Security and was right next to RFK when RFK got shot. So much to the point of there's like a picture of RFK on the ground, like lying in a pool of his blood, and there's a like a tie, like a clip-on tie that's on the ground next to him. And it is Thane Eugene Cesar's because when RFK was going down, he reached over and tried to grab him, but grabbed his tie and pulled his tie off. So like that's how close this dude is mm-hmm. to RFK when he's getting shot. Turns out Cesar didn't like RFK and was actually supporting the guy that was running against him. Uh, not only was he supporting the guy that was running against him, he also worked for Ace Guard Security for how many days? One. You're thinking this is the biggest fucking contract you've ever had in your life. You've got to protect a possible presidential candidate, and you're putting on a guy who is one day, one on, the day on the job? Are you fucking kidding me? This Ace Guard Security, Ace Guard Service, uh, has ties indirectly to the CIA through this guy Howard Hughes so you could do like a whole we could do a whole weird Wednesday on this guy alone but this guy basically had contracts with the government and with the CIA to build like a bunch of like planes and stuff like that and he also owned this ace guard security so like I feel like we need a you know like in murder shows where they have like the the board with all the people's uh, pictures and names with the strings attached I feel like that's what we need (laughs) yeah so like um, so Howard Hughes yeah, Howie. he runs this. He owns this company, Ace Guard Service, who Howard Hughes is connected to the CIA. He Howard Hughes is connected to the CIA. Howard Hughes owns Ace Guard Service. They put this fucking guy on the security team RFK after working duty. for after working for him for one day. Yeah, and he just happens to be right next to the guy when he dies. Also. This dude got interviewed, got, you know, obviously he gets questioned about this. He couldn't keep his story straight to save his life. He was like, oh, yeah, I was right next to him. And then he was like, no, I wasn't actually, like, that close. And then he was like, I had, like, a revolver in, like, as my gun. He was like, no, 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 it was a service-issued weapon. But And then he was like, no, 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 I lied again. It was my uh, revolver from home that's, like, a twenty-two. So, like, those bullets couldn't have matched. It's like, dude, you fucking can't keep your story straight. Yeah. And if you can't keep your story straight... That means you're lying, dude. A little, little fishy there. That means you're lying. So, like, what the Thane. How, Like, Thane Eugene Cesar. So, like, what the fuck was this guy doing? He seems insane. Yeah. So, the reason that I talked about this is because very recently, uh, Sirhan Sirhan was actually just granted parole. So, oh. he can go through the parole process. He actually, when they said that he did that to avoid the death penalty, he actually got the death penalty, but then a year later... It was reversed to just life in prison. Okay. Um, and then within, like, I want to say it was the past month. I want to say it was last, in, it was like late September, um, or early September. He got granted the ability to go through the parole process. And another thing that's very interesting about him getting the ability to be granted parole is two of the biggest advocates of him getting parole are RFK's children, Robert kennedy jr and then kathleen kennedy and they were both i want to say rfk was like 18 rfk jr was like 18 when his dad got shot and the sister's older than him and they were two of the people that were pushing being like hey like listen we don't think that like he alone was like the shooter yeah and and like i don't think either of them and i kind of agree with them where it's like i think sir hand was there i don't think that's 
I don't think you can argue that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like he wasn't there. Um, and I also think he, he might have, like, taken a shot. But I don't think he was the only one, and I also don't think that he killed yeah. RFK. Yeah. And it's also interesting to look into, like, if you want to go, like, real deep into it, uh, the whole, like, when he was like, oh, like, I don't remember actually being there. There's been, like, I forget what the fuck the operation is called, but, like, the CIA did, like, and, like, publicly admitted to it, uh, like, studies, per se, on the public where they would dose the public with LSD. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. And watch them to see if they could use mind control on them to, like, blank out a memory and have them do something. So if you want to, like, people are like, oh, that sounds, like, ridiculous. Like, they literally admitted to it. Yeah. So the possibility of them, like, being like, hey, well, fuck it, this guy will be our fall guy. Like, we'll just drug him a little bit and make him forget about the whole thing. Like, because then at the same time, it also makes him sound ridiculous. That he's like, I can't remember anything. It's right. like, how do you not remember it, dude? Right, yeah. Like, you were the one that was there and you shot him. So, I don't know, dude. It's, I definitely don't think that he was the, like, lone shooter. I think that's, like, almost impossible to be like, nope, it was him. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, too, that his, it, the entire rest of his life was ruined because of that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't think he's innocent. Of the, like, I think he was there and I think he took a shot at RFK. Do I think he was the only one? No. Do I think he killed him? Uh, highly unlikely. But like, I don't know, dude. That's so, it's so crazy to just see like a blatant, like miscarriage of justice almost in a way. Like the, the like I said, like the, the state approved or the state like granted attorney that he got, like didn't even mention the fact that like he could only hold eight bullets in his gun. There were 13 fired. He got tackled after two and none of the bullets matched to his gun. Yeah. So it's like, Dude, how did that guy not bring that up at all? Right. Like, that'd be, like, the first thing I would do. I'd be like, so did any of these match up? And they'd be like, no. I'd be like, okay, so then how did he shoot him? Between that and uh, Thane being tasked with the job after one day of work, like, there was just a lot of, uh, I would say, planned ignorance. Yeah, it's like, hey, like, look the other way. I'm going to do something illegal, but I'm going to tell you I'm going to do something illegal, and you're still going to look away. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. We'll see. Wild. I guess I guess Sirhan Sirhan still got to go through the whole process of parole, which will probably take a while. Uh, so see if he gets out. We may keep you updated. We may not. Yeah. But that's it. Nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Learned a lot today. Uh, now I don't know how I feel about calling him Big Shot Bob at the beginning. Did get shot. I know. But he was like, he was like... He was going to fulfill the prophecy of, like, JFK, of, like, the, the like, the guy. Like, because JFK was, like, widely regarded as, like, dude, this guy's going to, like, he's doing great things, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then it was, like, fucking ended. And then it was, like, oh, shit, his brother might be even better than him. And then it was, like, just kidding, also killed. Yeah. Unfortunate. Kennedy family curse. Yep. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and check it out. Yep. All right. Wrapping up Weird Wednesday right there. We'll catch you on Friday. Hope you have a great Second half of the week, congratulations, it's hump day. And uh, in the meantime, keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.